Hello, and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. Today, we are talking about one of our most downloaded topics, and that is a struggle to forgive. If you're having a hard time forgiving somebody, it doesn't necessarily need to be because of infidelity or anything like that. It could be forgiveness over anything, really. We're going to talk about what you can do if you're struggling to forgive somebody. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right. If you are one of the very many women who are struggling to forgive something or forgive someone for something they have done, then clearly this person has done something to offend you. And more than offense, it probably has you feeling angry and hurt. And maybe you're starting to feel resentful. Yet you recognize that you should forgive them. You understand that as Christians, as God forgave us, we're supposed to forgive others. And maybe you're struggling here. Maybe you're struggling with this idea of, I, I know I'm supposed to forgive them, but I'm really not quite ready yet. That is what we're talking about today. The first thing that I want to start off and say is that, yes, forgiveness is important. As Christians, it's something that God expects for us to do. But often Christian leadership makes the mistake in saying that you have to start with forgiveness. So for anybody who is having a hard time forgiving, understand that you don't have to start with forgiveness. In the rest of this episode, we are going to go through some of the process of forgiveness. But first, understand that forgiveness needs to start with a healing because sometimes there are things that are very heavy and very deep that we are want to forgive somebody for, but that means we need to first process that hurt and that feeling. So don't feel bad because you are not yet ready to forgive. If something has happened to you that is particularly egregious, don't feel like you already have to forgive next day or right away. It is something that you're going to need time. So you're your person, your body needs time to process that hurt 
process those feelings with God, have him heal your heart there. Once that healing starts to happen and you start to feel a little bit better, then you can move into the place of forgiveness. So God never tells us that we need to forgive right away without any sort of healing, without coming to him first for healing. But because God is our creator, because he is so sovereign, because he is our healer, he knows that he will be able to heal your heart of whatever offenses that might happen to you whatever things that might happen to you god can heal your heart and once he heals your heart he does expect that we forgive others so i just want to make that very strong distinction there before we move on to the rest of this topic and that's the topic of the anger and the frustration the resentment that we feel once we have been i'm just gonna say like just been offended whatever that Thing that has happened we are filled with anger frustration and resentment so this anger that you're feeling this frustration this resentment to all these emotions that you're feeling from this unforgiveness that comes from unmet expectations so whatever it is that this person did, you expected them to do something different. When we talk about marriage, it's easy to link forgiveness and infidelity, but sometimes it's not even that drastic. Infidelity is a very big thing. It means one spouse has broken covenant and marriages end over infidelity. But sometimes it's something less extreme than that, but is still something that has broken trust within the marriage. Maybe one person, they went ahead and they did something related to the finances. Maybe your spouse handles the finances and he went ahead and got the family into a lot of debt. Or it could be all kinds of things really that have you upset and rightfully so. Having to forgive somebody doesn't automatically mean you're not upset. So this is what we're going to talk about. These unmet expectations are things that whether you feel they should have known better or they should have reacted differently, that is where this offense comes from. What is the unmet expectations? What we're going to do here is I can't get you to a place of forgiveness, but I can give you some tips maybe to try, some ideas, things that we can talk about that might help you logically work through your feelings. Now, I'm a feelings person. I can't just you know, logically work my way out of a tizzy. I can't logically work my way out of feeling upset. And I don't expect that you would be able to do that either. But sometimes as we go through these next couple of points, it might start to get your mind thinking and help you feel a little bit better. When we think about what these unmet expectations are, that's the first thing I would like you to do. What is the expectation that you had that wasn't met. So let's say it's in the case of infidelity and uh, your expectation is that your spouse is not going to cheat. Well, if they cheat, they're unfaithful. That's your unmet expectation right there. If it's the case of your spouse doing something after you've trusted them with the finances and they've gone ahead and done something really untrustworthy with the finances, there is your unmet expectation right there. You trusted them. They they broke your trust. So it's really kind of just let's identify what that unmet expectation is. 
The reason why I'm asking you to do that is because sometimes it's something that the spouse didn't realize was an expectation. So in the two examples that I gave, your spouse should know, right? Obviously, something like infidelity, you don't have to tell him, hey, we're married. I expect you to be faithful. That is a given, right? That is part of your vows. Uh, same thing with being financially responsible with the family's money. That might be another thing that they know that that is going to be an expectation. However, sometimes we hold, and I've done an entire episode on this before where I talk about the script. When we're holding our spouse to an expectation that they don't know about. It's unmet because it's also not communicated. We haven't let him know that we have this idea or this expectation of them. So that is the reason why I want you to really identify what the unmet expectation is, because I want to make sure, do they really know? So that's the first thing. Sometimes uh, we're having trouble forgiving them because they don't seem like they're sorry. And we're upset that they don't seem like they're sorry. But when we really boil it down, it's because they didn't realize that that was an expectation of ours. For example, you know, maybe this is something, this is obviously a smaller issue than infidelity, but let's say your husband forgets your anniversary. You wanted flowers and you feel like I've dropped him. Hence, I wanted to go out to dinner or I wanted to go on a trip. I wanted to get out there, really enjoy our anniversary. It's our 10 year anniversary, or maybe last year was our 10 year anniversary. And I wanted to do something special and I dropped all these hints. And he is just a bonehead. He totally messed it up and he did not do anything for our anniversary. And now I'm pissed. And now I'm having a hard time forgiving him. You see where he might not be completely aware that there was an expectation there. Now I got it. You're feeling like I've dropped him hints. But my point is it's not as explicit. And that's really what I'm getting at. That is really more of a communication problem than a forgiveness problem. Essentially, you feel like you dropped him hints, he should know because he didn't do anything for your anniversary. Maybe that's making you feel unloved. Maybe it's making you feel like he doesn't care. Well, the thing that you're actually upset about is not the anniversary. The thing you're actually upset about is this feeling that you don't feel loved or cared for. There's a very big difference there. So if he doesn't know about this expectation, if he doesn't know that doing something for your anniversary would make you feel loved. Now, because we haven't communicated that expectation, now there's this resentment there. And then there's this unloved feeling that we have. So you understand how it's not about the forgiveness. It's about this underlying issue of miscommunication. The next thing is that as, as Christians, and you know, it's so easy to say, oh, we're supposed to forgive. But the fact is, it's a lot easier to say than it is to actually put it into practice. But here's the thing. God's solution for anger is to take these expectations that we have and to surrender them to him. We're supposed to give those up to him. Now, we might be saying, why? This is the reason why. This unresolved anger, all this anger that we're holding on to, this anger, this resentment, it's going to lead to bitterness. This anger that we have will lead to resentment. That is going to lead to disconnection in the relationship, whether it be with your mother, your brother, your husband, whoever. When there's this unmet expectation between two people and you're upset about it and maybe you don't say anything and you're just trying to stay quiet about it or 
there's so many things there, but that is going to lead into basically a break in the intimacy of that relationship. Obviously, this show is about marriages, so I'm really wanting to hone in on the intimacy between husband and wife, but forgiveness is such a big topic. It could be forgiveness for issues in the family, with children, with friends. You know, maybe you had an expectation that you were going to have surgery and you really had an expectation that your girlfriends were going to reach out to you and check up on you and they didn't. And now you're pissed at them. And after a while, now you're feeling resentful of them because you feel like if they need you, you're there, you're always there. And why weren't they there for you? You see where I'm going with this? It goes, it's way beyond just in the marriage. But in that case, that unmet expectation is that uh, you expected them to call or check on you and they didn't. And in that case, they might not realize that that was the expectation. And that anger that you're left with, that is what is leading to this resentment, this bitterness, this break in the intimacy, even in that friend relationship. So I'm, I'm saying all this so you understand really the depth of how important forgiveness is. So let's talk a little bit about what forgiveness is and what it isn't. I think the easiest way to start is for us to talk about what forgiveness is not, because oftentimes we think this is forgiveness, but it's not. Forgiveness is not just ignoring or disregarding the wrong thing. It's not your friends forgetting to text you and it really hurting your feelings and you being like, you know what, whatever, I'm not even going to say anything, forget it. That's not forgiveness. That is holding on to that anger, is holding on to that resentment. Let's say I had a situation where I was having an event and I had somebody who was saying that they were really excited to go and they completely blew me off. And it would have been fine had they said, hey, I'm so sorry. I had this thing come up last minute, but that's not what happened. And when they let me know, hey, yeah, sorry, I couldn't make it. And when they let me know why they couldn't make it, I was like, wow, really? You knew that. You knew that you weren't going to be able to make it several days before my event. And now I paid for you to be at this event and you didn't let me know. And I was kind of upset. And what did I do? In situations like that, what do you do? You tolerate the person. You say, oh, whatever, that's just so-and-so's personality. That is not forgiveness. So in that moment, I was not showing that person forgiveness. I didn't even say anything to them. They didn't even, they, till this day, they don't, they don't even know that I was upset. That's not forgiveness. Giving excuses for that person. Oh, so-and-so, they're always late. It may have you really upset. Well, whatever. That's just their personality. They're always late. That's not forgiveness. Forgetting, just forgetting about the wrong. Again, that's not forgiving. I'm just going to let time pass. That's not forgiveness. Someone is being abusive to you. And maybe this is a spouse. Maybe it's a parent. That's not forgiveness. Just allowing it to happen. You know, just maybe you have a narcissistic parent who is just, a, you know, all kinds of abusive and just there's all kinds of emotional things going on when you go to Thanksgiving dinner or you try to make plans to see them. And it's just kind of really ugly stuff. And you just let it happen because you make excuses for them, because of you tolerate them, all these things, that's not forgiveness. So I'm hoping that I'm helping you to understand the things here that are not forgiveness. So when we understand what it is, it starts to really make sense. Uh, another being nice, keeping silent, saying, I forgive you, or even based on feelings. Forgiveness is not just based on 
your feelings. Oh, I don't feel mad, so I guess I forgive him. That's not what forgiveness is. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is God's deliberate design to cancel the debt owed. So if you have a mortgage on the house, it would be like the bank saying, boom, no more mortgage. Yay, you're free. You own the house. You don't owe us any more mortgage. That would be forgiveness, right? Like when we talk about student debt forgiveness, it's, a, it's that idea that whatever it is that you owe is gone. You all of a sudden, you owe nothing. So if you think about maybe owing tons of money in medical bills and imagine, just imagine the hospital was like, yeah, you know what? You have this $20,000 medical bill and uh, someone's paid it. You're done. You don't owe it anymore. So the weight, the weight that is lifted off your shoulders in knowing that that debt is gone, that is what true forgiveness is. So forgiveness is actually forgetting what we think is due us, right? And declaring that person is no longer guilty. So this idea of canceling the debt, like this person, what they did, it's done. We're not keeping score. We're not seeking judgment or revenge. We're taking it and we're giving it to God. And we're saying it's done. So in using this example of debt again, Maybe you had a friend that you lent money to, and this friend is having a hard time paying the money back. Uh, to completely forgive that debt would be to say to the friend, you don't owe me anything. You're done. Forget it. To worry about it. It's forgiven. Like, you're good. Don't even have to worry about it. I just won the lottery, and I paid back my credit card or whatever. You don't owe anything. Um, that's what forgiveness is. So what is what did you do with that debt that you were holding for this friend, right? You won the lottery and you paid it off. You had somebody else come take it away, some miraculous thing, right? True forgiveness is taking this offense and giving it to God. Taking this offense and saying, okay, God, I, at my own strength, I don't have the feelings. Remember, we said forgiveness is based on the feelings. Like, I don't have this in me, so God, I'm just going to give it to you. You're giving it to God, giving it to him. You say, God, you take this debt. I don't want it. You take this, this hurt, this anger. That is the true surrender. And I talk about this in a lot of my episodes of getting to this true place of surrender. And that, that true place of surrender, that is the true forgiveness that I'm talking about. I want you to understand that forgiveness, it's a process. It's a lengthy process, but it is a process. It's not like a one-time thing. But forgiveness is so amazing because it brings about this emotional healing and this increased intimacy from God, right? We have this freedom from oppression. You're not so bitter. You're not so resentful. You have emotional healing. Like I said before, there's a weight lifted off your shoulders. That is for you, sister friend. That forgiveness is for you. It's more so for you than it is for the other person. Now think about it. If the other person did something really egregious, and now I'm going to take it back to something that's heavy. If the other person did something egregious, like let's say be unfaithful or there are many things that they could do that were really egregious, and you turn to them with a heart of true forgiveness, what does that do for them versus you? They're sitting there like, oh, wait, 
what? Like they, they don't even know what to do with themselves because in the natural, people don't just forgive in that way. They are going to almost feel like they don't deserve your forgiveness. And what has it done for you? It's lifted that burden and said, okay, God, you take it. You take it. Let that person deal with their own guilt and their own whatever. I am not going to deal with it because so many times they don't even have guilt over the thing. Maybe not so much with infidelity, but in a lot of other cases, you might be offended about something that the other person doesn't even care about. So understanding that forgiveness is more so for you than it is for the other person. So I want to know, are you able, is this something that you think you can handle? Now this is, like I said, forgiveness is a process, especially if it's something that's really upsetting and, and a real break of trust. This is not necessarily something you're going to be able to do in one day or one hour or even one month. So you need to give yourself the time to be able to, to forgive. And we're going to walk through the steps of this process really quick. But I want you to recognize this five-step process. Number one, we're going to acknowledge this offense to God. Because sometimes we don't even do that. Sometimes we don't even acknowledge. We're just, you know, we're just angry. We're whatever. So number one, we're just going to acknowledge it. And then we're going to let God how this made, how did this make us feel? And that could be very easy. God, my husband broke our trust. He just spent $10,000 on a credit card on something. I don't know, a new motorcycle. I have no idea. I'm just like making stuff up here. He just spent $10,000 on a motorcycle without consulting with me. And now we're going to be in credit card debt and we're going to have trouble paying the bills for the next couple of months. This is really upsetting to me. God, this makes me feel unsafe. Like have that conversation, have it with God first. The second conversation we're going to have with God is asking him for healing in that area. So first we're going to acknowledge it and then we're going to ask him for healing in that area. And that conversation goes back to the first thing that I said in this episode, which is that uh, we have to allow God to heal us. So that is the healing. That step is the healing that God needs to do in our part. So if we don't acknowledge it to him, if we don't acknowledge that we're upset, if we don't acknowledge that we need healing from this offense, God wants us to come to him and ask for that healing. That's number one or two in this process. So we're going to acknowledge the offense and we're going to express to God, we're going to let him know that we need some healing. But then after we do this, after it's almost like after we have our little pity party, God, it made me feel like this and it made me feel like that. It's okay. Do it. That's God is there for you, right? Now, number three, we're going to let God know about our decision to cancel the debt. So we're going to declare our decision to cancel the debt. What does that mean? We're going to give up the rights. We are going to give up rights. And, and this is where people are like, give up rights. I'm not about to give up my rights. Give up our rights to punish that person, to get even, to judge them, to condemn them, or give up the demand that they make it right in some way. If you've listened to my episodes on apologies, there's a whole thing in there about making it right. If it, it's one thing if we're going to give an apology. Sometimes when you give a proper apology, a proper apology should include something about, I want to make this right, or I want to make this up to you. But this is not what we're talking about here. That's for the person who did the wrong. In this case, this is the person who is offended. So even if you think that they should make it right, maybe you lend 
somebody your car and they put a dent in your car and you feel like they need to make it right. They need to pay for the debt in that car. Now that may be true. That friend should take the car and they should take the responsibility and go pay for the debt in the car. But true forgiveness would be to give up the right mentally to think that they need to do that. You see the difference here? The friend, if the friend was really doing probably what they're supposed to, they would be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. You know, I'll get the car fixed for you. But if this is a place where you need to forgive them because maybe they haven't done that yet. Maybe it's not a friend. Maybe it's like a sister, brother, and they dented your car. And now it comes down to, well, are you going to continue to live in a fractured relationship with them? That forgiveness would mean forgetting. And at that point, they don't have to make it right. It's just like, you know what? You might be upset. You might be whatever, but you're going to let it go. Give to God, let it go and give up that demand that they make it right. So you see how it's very nuanced, but the other thing that is really important to notice is when we talked about the example of the dent in the car, that is a one-time thing. That's a, oops, that's a mistake. It's a one-time thing versus what we talked about, how forgiveness is not tolerating abuse. That means it's not tolerating something that's happened again and again and again. That is what makes up all of this nuance. That is why I want to be really clear about what forgiveness is. So we have two more steps in the process. The next step is we're going to just accept the person the way they are. And we're going to yield those expectations to God. Maybe this is the friend who's always late. And we're going to say, okay, God, I have an expectation that my friends get places on time or my friends do things on time. I'm just going to give this to you. I'm going to trust for you, God. I'm going to trust that you're going to meet my needs and I'm going to pray for what's best for that individual. That is forgiveness. Now, this is why I said it in the beginning. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to continue to accept that behavior, right? Because that is an abuse of your time. That's just being nice. That goes back to giving excuses or forgetting about the wrongs. And that is not what forgiveness is. So forgiveness might be, I forgive you for being really late this time and causing me to miss my meeting. But it, you do have the option later to put boundaries around that, right? That's where it's like, I forgive you and, and I pray you figure out your own time management schedule, honey. But going forward, I know what I can and can't count on you for. So you see how there's a, a difference here? It's Forgiveness does not mean that we have to perpetually live in a state of abuse. It does not mean that we have to just be a doormat and take all the things that people do. I get this a lot. I get people a lot of times, oh, so what am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to forgive him and just forget it as if it never happened. Yes, you're supposed to forgive it and make it as if it never happened. But then you put boundaries around the behavior going forward. So even when we look at Jesus in the Bible, with the adulterous woman where he tells her, does anybody condemn you? And she says, no. And he says, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. Now, that was a beautiful example. Forgiven, bye, go, go and sin no more. But he left her with a condition, go and sin no more. So it's, yes, I forgive you, go ahead. And then that's it. You put the boundary up. So if you're hurt, if you're worried about that, Understand that that is the place where you're keeping yourself from being a doormat. But here, this takes me to my last point. And this last point, you're going to be like, oh, really? The last point is you have to be willing 
to risk being hurt again and being vulnerable. That means taking down these walls of self-protection and trusting God to heal and protect you. This is understanding that you've already put boundaries around yourself and the behavior, but the boundaries are different from a wall of intimacy. You can set boundaries. You can say, I will not tolerate this behavior, but you can still be open to intimacy. If you're not open to intimacy and you have put up these walls, then you haven't truly forgiven because you're so worried about that person hurting you that you're not allowing for a reconnection in that relationship. I've had experiences like this with friends where, and I'm going to say air quotes, friends, people who I thought were friends and they really hurt me usually by something they said or they did or they really showed their true colors. It helped me to step back and I, I forgave that friend. I, I forgave the incident, but it helped me to understand, okay, I'm going to put you in this box. I'm going to compartmentalize you. I was able to make a decision that I no longer wanted to have this friend in a place of intimacy with me. I made a decision that I was going to put this friend in a place where they're no longer so close to me that they would be able to hurt me. And that was because the things that they said and did helped me to realize this is not a person I want in my life. This is not a person that I want close to me. This is not a person that I can feel safe with. On the flip side, however, when I'm looking to forgive somebody who is really close to me or somebody who I do want to keep in that inner circle, I have opened myself up to be pretty me. have opened myself up to be vulnerable with them. And this is where the difference of what people just say forgiveness is and allowing abuse, tolerating behavior, making excuses. This is where that nuance comes from. So my friend, I can say that I forgave her because I gave up the right for her to make it any better. I know that she's not going to make it any better. I know that the things that she said and did, that is really what she felt. That's okay. I accept her that way, but I'm going to now put her in a, a place where we're not so close anymore. She has the right to feel and say and do the things that she did, but I also have the right to not have her in close relationship with me. This is the difference. This is how we keep ourselves from just tolerating abuse because when there is someone who we really want this close, intimate relationship with, and we allow ourselves to be hurt by them again, we are now there is an expectation that they're not going to hurt us again. If they were to continue to do that, then that might you might be able to consider that abuse. And then maybe you have to relook at that situation again. So going back to the idea of infidelity, if you forgive your partner, if you forgive your spouse the first time, and you know, you had a really tough time, there was broken trust, you moved past it. And then here we go years later and do it again. How many times are you going to have to forgive him again? That's something that only you can decide, but no one is expecting that you would have to forgive that person and then let the behavior continue. Oh, you, you don't just forgive the person you're holding on to unforgiveness. No, you can forgive the fact that they were unfaithful a second time. And at that point say, okay, well, now here's my boundary. Now I'm going to end this relationship, this marriage, whatever. Forgiveness really can be 
almost like a dance, which is what makes it so hard. I really wanted to take a long time talking about it in a way that really makes sense and really give you some practical ideas of how we can truly forgive our loved ones, forgive people in our relationships. And then as this relates to marriage, understanding that what we're trying to do in forgiveness is receive this healing from God, give that up to God, and then really look for a true reconciliation and intimacy and making sure that there is no more of a break or barrier to intimacy. Because what can happen in a marriage is if there's some unforgiveness there, that unforgiveness is really the barrier to intimacy. I hope that was helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, hit me up, either get into our Facebook group or reach out to me over in Facebook Messenger or Instagram or just send me an email. I would love to chat. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this issue. Or if you have any further questions, maybe something that I didn't address, I'm happy to talk about it. Until next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.